Hey, hey, everyone. <laughs> that was an amazing start to this show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the wrestling show. We're keeping it real. Goes right. Welcome back to Real Take Wrestle Talk live here on YouTube. Welcome to everyone listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this as well. And a big thank you to everyone who is already subscribed at youtube.com forward slash real take sports. Got a wonderful announcement to make. A little bit of an announcement. It's not a surprise to anyone. Eight hundred subscribers in the pocket, in the books, out of sight. We are 800 subs deep. Guys, thank you so much for the support. Could not have imagined this at all. Didn't really think about it, honestly, when, uh, when the channel started. But here we are. Here we are. Um, also, another note. Um, last night, obviously, I was not feeling well, um, feeling better today. There, there were, uh, it was kind of nice how, like, there were people in the chat at the very end asking, like, telling me to have a good night and be okay. That was nice. And someone actually messaged me on Twitter, which was very nice, very nice of them to do that. Um, and, and was like, hope you're feeling well. I am feeling better. In fact, we will try to do another uh, NFL stream on Thursday for the Broncos and the, I think the. The Broncos and somebody play. I don't know. Somebody, somebody plays somebody. Thursday night football. It's happening, and I'm going to be here covering it tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow. But a lot to get to in pro wrestling as well. We have Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, will be defending his WWE Universal Championship at Name Redacted. We will also be talking about Montez Ford, someone who might be ready for a push in the near future according to some reports also gonna be talking about aew beating yes beating wwe rampage beating smackdown in a key demo later on in this show also gonna be talking about future tv deals for a third party from for a third party wrestling promotion and many many more things from this wonderful and always wacky world of professional wrestling hey everyone if you guys haven't already, please hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. And also, put your questions in the chat. We will answer them as we go through. Hello, Sophia. Hello, Brandon. Hello, MK Osborne, my newest my newest and most favorite fan. Um, <laughs> MK Osborne, also a very clever name. I'll give him that. Uh, MK Osborne is here. Trevor, let's start off, though, and talk about one of the most... Uh, most important things. What would that be? I don't know. You were supposed to take that over while I changed graphics, but apparently you can't <laughs> handle that job. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Montez Ford because he has sure been in the news, and this is someone who I've thought very highly of uh, in the recent in the recent past, who I think very highly of currently. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> Fun times. So Montez Ford might be set for a push. Ford is highly regarded. Apparently backstage, he caught the eye of a lot of people backstage in WWE, especially with the efforts that him and Dawkins have been given recently. According to Give Me Sport, Ford was put in a spot by WWE officials as a form of a trial, quote-unquote, kind of like a test run for him, and to see if he could go toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. That's And that, was, that took place mid-September. He had that match. He did very well in that match, and they loved what they saw. He passed the test with flying colors, and it was also been previously noted that WWE considered splitting up the street profits during the recent draft in order to begin Ford single push, but then opted not to do so and noted that the door is still open to do that, obviously, at any time. But 
Things are looking good for uh, Montez Ford right now, and not only because he uh, is uh, currently the partner of Bianca Belair, but, you know, the dude is also one hell of a wrestler, and he also had a great match with Roman Reigns. But what do you think about Montez Ford potentially having a singles push? I think it makes sense. Like, uh, we've talked about him on the show a couple of times, uh, re- more recently, maybe, maybe two weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I think, he, I think he's, he's ready. I think he's ready for for a push. I think he's actually very good at what he does. Um, they had a great match with the Usos, and, and don't get me wrong, Dawkins is good too, and Dawkins shined. But we I love thought, the big uh, Doc here. We love the big Doc. No, of course we love Dawkins. I think Montez was the shining star in that match, and that's not taking anything away from either party because everyone in that ring was very talented. But I think Montez. Is is a shining star that needs to be pushed more. Absolutely, this guy has. This guy doesn't only have like main eventer written all over him. This guy has money made, like made, just just printed all over him. This guy is the total package. I think the only place that he might even show some weakness, and that's only because he hasn't really had the opportunity as a singles competitor to really do it, is the promo. He, and he's got right. that down. He has the charisma already. It's just getting down that promo ability and that one-on-one feud. I, he's going to have it. Like it Just give him that experience. In the ring, there's no question. Montez Ford is money. This dude, I, I remember I was watching. They had a match, right? I forgot who they were wrestling at the previous pay-per-view at Extreme Rules, but... I think it was the Usos for the tag team titles. They had that match. And Montez Ford is someone who who just stood out to me because I had always paid attention to what he was doing. Always knew he was really good. That was like that and like the Roman Reigns match that he had in September. Those two kind of performances really stood out to me where I was like, oh, this guy's got another gear in him. And he's got the... It, it, and I like there's no really comp I can give him honestly. There's no like comparison in my in my mind that's coming to mind right now. But all I know is I look at this guy and I see a really good wrestler who's got really impeccable timing. Who who I, I love to watch in the ring. Who is entertaining to watch. Can do all the high flying stuff. Is a good enough you know uh, ring psychologist I think. And he'll get better obviously as he has more singles matches. But this is a guy who I think he's got the look. He's got the the charisma. He's got the in rings everything. There's honestly no way this can fail. Um, so I, I think that, you know, having like the big dock turning on him or whatever, whenever you want to do that, you know, you can do that or you can have them split up. Like the 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 draft would have been a way to split them up, I think, and yeah, just kind of and, and, and kind of have a have a clean break. But I mean, it could be interesting to see what they, those two could do since they have that chemistry together. But I mean, Montez Ford, man, my gosh, he has he he has definitely been a a rising star. We already knew he was good, but a rising star as of late for sure. Oh, absolutely! Like I, like I, like you said, I think the biggest flaw with him is his, you know, his promo skills. But he's he's actually pretty solid at it. Like he's not terrible at it. But like he's never he hasn't really had to do that without playing on someone else. And it's much e- easier to do stuff like that too when when you can play on someone else. But he has the charisma. He, he, he's I mean he he's there. And I honestly believe like uh you could you could sell a match with him in the Intercontinental Championship or him in the United States Championship. You could you could sell a match with that because it, it's easy. Him and the Intercontinental Champion, huh? Trevor, who is the Intercontinental Champion? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs>
I love how you were just openly and willing to admit that <laughs> on a live podcast. I thought you would at least give a guess. Like, um, oh, it, if, uh, no, I have no idea. I'm not gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't, I, I, it's it's King Nakamura. <laughs> ah, okay. The okay. artist formerly known as Shinsuke Nakamura, now King Nakamura, even though he didn't well, win. Because last of the time ring. I checked, um, I, last time I checked. I thought he was he was in a match with somebody and I thought he actually lost it. So I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Who do you think, though? uh, What how would you do this? Like, how do you think you would push Montez for, though, if you had like little fantasy booking uh, off the cuff here? Well, so like splitting them up or just pushing him just, in a match? No, no, just pushing him as a singles guy. It does, I mean, you can split them up while you do that, but w- what right. do you think is the best way forward? Um, you know, honestly, so in, in, here's and here's my problem with the, the those tournaments. Like you could have pushed him, had a tournament or whatever or something like that, a number one contender match, right? And maybe have him like uh, make a feud with someone, someone, someone on the same level as him. Like may, maybe even, even Dawkins, maybe have them as single competitors go into, you know, a, um, a singles, you know, like for a belt or number one contenders match and have them both fighting, competing in, in the tournament, let them both get to the, you know, to the final. And the, those are the two that they have to have to, have to compete. And you can split them up that way. And that way it'd be more amicable. amicable. I can speak now. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and make it kind of, you know, it won't be one of those typical, oh, so-and-so turn on this one. And now they're beefing. It'd be, you know, a little, a little clean break. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, the way I was kind of thinking was, what's the best way to get, I think, the most people involved and over without oversaturating it? That, right. That's kind of right. the way I view like booking in general. Right, 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 but right, right. The way I would do this with Montez Ford, and again, it's just fancy booking. I would have them bring up someone from NXT, and it can be honestly anyone. It, I, I you would ideally want someone, you know, like you would want someone in the same mold as Montez Ford, who has the potential to be just as good, if not better. Um, you know, I, I don't, and off the cuff, I don't know who exactly that would be. NXT's changed a lot in the past few weeks that I have not oh, been Storm watching. Scott is actually on uh, on SmackDown now. Okay, there we go, there we go. So, so you could do it with him. Um, yeah. so you, so you have Dawkins turn on him and then say, "I never needed you. I'm gonna go tag with a real tag team partner." And then, you know, that then then he then he unites. Which got and then and then you could have Montez Ford have like a tag team to kind of fend off uh, like you know by himself and right. you know and then that get and then let still keeps Dawkins in the mix of things and it, it helps get a younger guy over and then it, at the end of the day Montez Ford gets the shine from all of it because you know he th- there's different elements of the feud you know there's the whole right. this used to be my tag team partner type of feud and then the whole new guy on the block the whole are you good enough to do this by yourself aspects like so many different aspects of it and that's how I would personally handle it I mean, it's a, it's a trope that is that has been used before, but it's also a trope that works pretty well. You know what I mean? That that one has worked. Um, it's worked well. It worked well for Shawn Michaels. It worked well for uh, Bret Hart. It, it's worked well for a lot of different people. Didn't um, work so well for Marty Jannetty and Jim the Anvil Nighthart, did it? I mean, no. But <laughs> 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 what we're talking about Marty Jannetty. 
still can't walk. I'm so sorry, Marty Janetti. I'm so sorry. We love you. We love you. We'll have you on the show one day, Marty. This is be doing something. I'm doing something. I'm sorry. Please continue. But yeah, but no, that that's one that I think will work pretty well though. Because like I said, it's it's an old school trope, but. It's one that has has worked pretty well in, in the past, and and I'm pretty sure it can still you know still work today. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, it's not an old school trope. Hitting that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification <laughs> bell so you get notified whenever new videos release. It might be after I'm done with this episode, though. Um, but please definitely do subscribe, guys. It really helps us. Um, like that and hit that like button. Obviously, that helps. So that's the best way you can immediately help the channel grow. Um, uh, especially with these streams. Let's go to the chat because we do have uh, we do, we do have uh, a few statements, questions, and etc. Mostly from Sophia. Sophia says. AEW, both shows beat WWE last week. Vince throwing chairs in his office. Oof, yeah, not great for Vince. Not great. Uh, although they, although to be fair, they were on FS1. SmackDown was on yeah. FS1. Yeah, uh, so uh, Sophia also says, if I'm booking Montez Ford, I'm tapping there. Uh, she also yeah. says it's rumored that uh, NXT Audio, oh Odyssey Jones will be a main roster on Raw soon. But so putting that is interesting. So putting Dawkins. In that in that mix would also be cool. I, I like I, I I like that. I don't I I like that. I I, I like I, that very well. I I definitely do like that. Um, are we having uh, some stream issues here. Are we? Seems I don't like... know. I don't know. Are we? Are you sure? Oh, I think we're good now. Are we good now? I don't know. See, here's the thing. OBS is telling me one thing. And that and YouTube and YouTube streaming is literally another. God, I just want some functionality here. Functionality. Um, some functionality. Um, I don't know, guys. Let us know what's going on. If if you can see us, if you can hear us. Let if, us know. Some functionality. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I guess we're good. Uh, let us know if there's a problem. We're just gonna keep going. Um, keep going in the chat. If uh, Sophie also says that's my fantasy booking. Yes, it is. Um. Continuing on with that, we have uh, MK Osborne. I don't know about much of my modern WWE, but I'm enjoying the discussion. <laughs> Thank there you, you go. so much for that, buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, Sophia, wrapping us up for this first round of chat, says, if you have an Angelo Dawkins, he'll have Montez team up with Ricochet versus Dawkins and Isaiah Swerve. Scott, ooh, I like that. I like, I like that. that. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, and MK Ultras, or sorry, MK Ultra, MK Osborne says, "Looks good, sounds good, that's good." Thank you so much, my friend, for uh, for, for giving me. I see this is this is why I need a need to hire a producer. First, I need to make some goddamn money with this. Um, and you guys can help uh, help me out by doing that by going to patreon.com forward slash real take sports by pitching in helping out that that gives me the motivation to do these weekly streams multiple times a week i'm a maniac <laughs> um also just want to say we are at six current viewers and nine likes so nice um let's move on trevor before we lose all those viewers um let's move on <laughs> Well, there you go, being all negative Nancy again. Um, let's move <laughs> on and talk about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, who I forgot to make a graphic for. Oh, well, it be like that. Anyway, so uh, 
It'd be like that. It really do be like that. Anyway, so Trevor, this is interesting. So Brock, there we go. So Brock Lesnar is going to be taking on Roman Reigns for Roman Reigns' WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship at Name Redacted in Name Redacted. And it is a big match. It's got a lot of elements of it, most notably the Paul Heyman element. Paul Heyman, of course, uh, formerly the advocate for Brock Lesnar. Now he is uh, an admirer, an acknowledger of Roman Reigns. And it's interesting to see what's going to happen, especially since Brock Lesnar returned. We've been waiting to see how this unfolds. One interesting note, Paul Heyman on Instagram, uh, he, he put out a post where he said, here's a spoiler for this Thursday. I will be leaving, pay-per-view name redacted, with the WWE Universal Championship. That's his spoiler. That's what he says. Trevor, what do you think about the way this has kind of been built up and and where this unfolds? Uh, I will be honest. I think I said this before. I was, I'm, I'm sick of Brock Lesnar. But <laughs> this... This uh, particular this particular feud has turned out per- better than I better than I perceived it was gonna be. Like I love the fact that uh, Brock was like, "Hey, I already signed that this morning with my advocate," and like stirred the pot a little bit. Like the whole thing is is turned out to be pretty much a pissing contest, and it's and it's fun. It's 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 been fun to watch so far, but I. I would be a little pissed if they let Brock win this match in name redacted and get the belt and get the belt. I I don't think they believe, I don't think they deserve to see that, especially since they're not really fans. But um, I think this is a match you should save for American soil, honestly. Yeah, this is a match you should save for soil that doesn't have, you know, just overt human rights violations on. Although, I mean, it's, everything's subjective. Anyway, <laughs> political Omar aside. <laughs> Do you know the difference? <laughs> uh, buddy. Um, anyway, so the – but the, but keeping it real, uh, the the – the reason that I think they've played this up, I mean, it's smart of them to do. It It was 100% the correct decision to play up the fact that Paul Heyman, you know, and the Brock Lesnar connection. That was 100% the right thing to do. You, right. you That way you kind of gauge that interest. You're, you're making it so that something at least matters in WWE, which it really has not a lot in recent memory. And you're able to kind of make it more, more... I guess, appealing to the viewer. And that's good. Those are all good things. Where, and and where you could go from this is very interesting now because you could do the thing, you could do a similar thing that was done in 2000 and what was it, 2002, 2003 with Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and The Big Show. Except it would be on a much better, grander scale because of the fact that Paul Heyman, that, uh, sorry, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, much, both of them much better than The Big Show. No right. No hate on uh B- on show, but no BS. Um, right. but but so you could do a similar angle with that, where Paul Heyman turns on Roman Reigns, and that could be um maybe a leeway to Roman Reigns' eventual he- uh, face turn, and him becoming yeah. the face of the company as a good guy, and then he could just be the badass Samoan that that we wanted him to be, you know, because he's finally compelling. He's finally moving merch as a heel. He is finally exactly. 
exactly what he should have been in 2016, 2015, 2014 when they originally pushed him. So yeah. that so so the fact that so that's all coming together and then Brock beats him with shenanigans from Paul Heyman. You build up to the to the big match. You build up to Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30, what is it, 38 in Dallas. Yeah. The place, the last place where Roman Reigns won a main, a main event of WrestleMania and against the person he's never beaten in the main event of WrestleMania, Barack, not Lesnar. Obama, Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, it's it would be great booking if they did it like that. You know what I mean? But like, who are we talking about here? And, uh, you know, you really I, have I, no faith in WWE, do you? And do you? <laughs> I have a little faith. I, I like to. I like to be hopeful. <laughs> I have faith that they'll let me down. <laughs> but no, I mean, in in all jokes aside, like this, I feel like in most in most cases when you, they have gold, right? I feel like they find some way to fuck it up. Either the match isn't the match isn't sound or. Like the uh, stipulation is garbage, or, or like the writing is so, something doesn't come out right. And this is one of those situations where you have gold. You definitely have gold. And the one, one they're already fucking it up by putting it on, putting it in name redacted. And so, what are the what, what's my, my my? I guess my question is, what's the cleanup? What's the next step after this? And you know damn well they don't think that far. See, see, now you're just being now you're just being unrealistic with with what you're expecting. You should not expect this company to think that far ahead. They oh, don't no, know. What I, I, I don't, don't think they will. I'm just Vince curious. Vince McMahon what's hasn't now. made up his mind. <laughs> Sorry, Vince McMahon thinks he's made up his mind about what's happening. You know, this Friday on Raw, he or on SmackDown. He does, he's going to change it. We all know it's an inevitability. It's yeah. going to change. These aren't we're not playing by the same rules as we play with other promotions, all right? You have to you have to kind of live with the with the within the bounds of what the reality is in WWE and and to steal a quote from Triple H, the reality is this is how things work. Yeah, it is. I mean, like the thing is it's not that I believe that they should have a game plan for going forward. It's just this is just the way I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is just how I think. I think it, after this, there should be a game plan. And it probably won't be. But that's just this is how I think. And I'm just hopeful. That's all. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, though. I, so, I'm genuinely curious. Like, who do you think? Okay, so we're not going to mention the pay-per-view name around it. Who, right. who, get, who, who gets out of this with the victory? Honestly, I th I say Roman, but I don't think it's gonna go that way. Why do you say that? Well, how many? Well, it's only happened once, right? It's only happened once where a uh, a a title has changed at the place we won't mention. Correct? Oh, I mean, yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, there was the Goldberg versus the Fiend, but that was like the most recent one with fan. That was the most recent one. That's right. the thing. So so they it could just be a thing where. It just happens, and you know this Saudi yeah. blood money, baby. The Saudi it, blood money. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we you don't know. It, it could, it could happen. I mean, it, it definitely could, but I don't know. I don't know. I would say Roman, but I honestly believe that is a good possibility that Brock wins this. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with Brock here because that's 
what my gut is telling me, that's what everything that they've done so far mm-hmm. is, is telling me. That's what logic is telling me. And look, I know this right. is the company that's not known to do the most logical thing every time, but I, I think th- they had to have made up their mind about this one. They had exactly. to have at this point. It, like, the, this is an inevitability what's going to happen. Um, let's go to the chat real quick. That's also an inevitability. It's also an in- inevitability that you guys will hit that like button, help out the algorithm, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Let's go to the chat. Sophia says, I think Roman Reigns will take the belt after Brock from Reigns. Nani? Um, he will have a new prospect in to take out Reigns. Oh, okay. So there'll be like a new prospect to take out Reigns. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Like like a new person comes in. Okay, that's interesting. Bringing in Ridge Holland as Brock Lesnar prospector would be a great way to get Holland in Vince's next favorite wrestler. I don't see how I I would see someone like a Von Wagner or Braun Breaker. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe a Gable Steve. I don't I don't see. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Um, MK Osborne says, "Be great if he turned on both and brought out someone else." Trevor, I'm gonna t- ask you this one though. Who could he bring out though? Who who could that be? Who could that be? Who, who are you talking about, Paul Heyman, or are you talking yeah? About, who could Paul? If Paul Heyman brings out like a new prospect, who could it be? Hmm. You got any ideas? I, I got an idea. Who else? But Saudi Arabia <laughs> <laughs> making it his real sacred turn. Brother, 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 brother. Nope. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. I'm in, I'm over internationally, brother. brother. Everywhere except brother. In, everywhere except where they care about people, brother. I'm over, brother. brother, uh, brother. Good to see you back, Saudi Hogan. Good to <laughs> see Saudi Hogan back. <laughs> no, actually not good. Go away. Go, Go away. away, Saudi we don't Hogan. Want you Go away. Anymore. No. No one likes you. Boo. Boo! <laughs> Just like you got booed at WrestleMania. By the way, that video finally hit 1,000 views. Ha. Awesome. Yes. Yes. My. <laughs> I rewatched that today, by the way. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. It's just me. It's just me. Like. <laughs> Half the video, first of all, is just me saying brother. It is. It's <laughs> like just literally out of this, like, what, seven-minute video, a solid, like, three and a half of it is just me saying brother. And then the rest of it is just me, like, burying Hulk Hogan, which can you blame me? <laughs> I mean, Hulk Hogan buries himself, so. Oh, oh my God. Well, yeah, I mean, look, he's. My, hey man, money must be nice. Money must be nice. I don't know. You, I wouldn't trade all the money in the world to have no to have no reputation, but money must yeah. be nice. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go to the chat again real quick. Uh, be great. Okay, so MK Osborne says boo. Yes, boo Hulk Hogan. Sophia boo. also says what you gonna. Do? Sorry, what you gonna do when Roman Mania runs wild? If Roman Reigns like puts on like a Saudi do rag awesome. and like. Does the whole like Hogan? Wait, you imagine that? Imagine they just give him Hulk Hogan's gimmick, like, 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 like nothing. I love Sophia. She's that, my favorite person right now. That would be like so good. Like, like that would be sorry. That would be so bad that it'd be amazing. Like, like, Honestly. like that is. I, I like that. It Book it, brother. Great. In, in, in Saudi Arabia, bro. Only in Saudi Arabia, where canon doesn't matter. Uh, guys, <laughs> you know what does matter, though? You guys hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Also, another thing that matters, b b b time, is all of you wonderful people 
on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, hitting that follow button and leaving a five-star review on some RVD shit. Um, let's move on, Trevor, and talk about an interesting note um, as far as ticket sales go. So we got some news about WWE cutting ticket prices as they mm. are competing in the same market as Dynamite. We, we talked about this um, uh, a while ago. But, you know, but, but but let's get into it. So WWE and AEW are going to be running the UBS Arena in Long Island uh, in, during, in relatively the same amount of time. Um, as reported right now, WWE have sold for that Raw event just 3,000 tickets so far, according to WrestleTix. And AEW apparently have distributed over 7,600 tickets so far, and they are very close to a sellout. WWE are due to host the first ever show from the UBS Arena in Long Island on Monday, 29th of November, with the venue set to open in just a couple of weeks. Uh, but ticket sales have not been great, as I said. Um, and AEW will be there in the first week of December. The promotion have already announced the Universal Champion Roman Reigns is going to be there. They've tried to build this up. It's not really helping. And it's also noted that WWE's prices have almost been cut in half. Upper deck seating was previously marked at $30, and it is now $15. Hell, you and I probably could make a trip up there in the night <laughs> for 15 bucks, but... What do you, what do you, what's your reaction to this news? And what does this signal as far as WWE and AEW? Like, does it signal that AEW is probably the hotter ticket right now? Um, it's, it's concerning. It, it is concerning. It's, it's just a wrestling fan in general. It's concerning. Um, I mean, it, like you said, we talked about this months ago. It's, it's, one of those things where, you know, WWE has been around so long and they still have these loyal fans, whether or not the product is a one, they still have these, you know, these loyal fans. And I've, you know, I've worked at arenas where I've seen these guys come out in droves and it's, it's interesting and concerning to see that their ticket prices have been cut like that with, you know, with, with the spike of pro wrestling. And, and like we've talked about weeks, weeks on end, pro wrestling is in a great place right now. I mean, maybe WWE as a company is not in a great place like that right now, but it, it, as a whole, pro wrestling is is good. It's on a, on its way up, you know, higher than it's been. And like it, it, and to me, it is a shine. It is a showing that AEW is probably the hotter ticket because I guess it, it's it's what AEW does differently, right? Like it's it's about the, the old saying goes, "What have you done for me lately?" And AEW has done leaps and bounds more great storytelling great um great prospects great uh great stars great uh free shows that are uh, are pay-per-view level they've done a lot to keep to bring the average fan you know moseying over and, and try to keep their attention and I, I think that's pretty much what it is i think that's a big part of what it is is what have you done for, for me lately and wwe hasn't done what aw has I mean, yeah, I, I, I think in the same mold, but I think so. Here's the thing. I think this is actually more more so damning than any TV rating or anything like that. Like we know the TV ratings, that's where a lot of the money is made. But when you're talking about ticket sales in a market, 
that's right. a big deal for not only not only just like to gauge how hot your brand is regionally, but also just like what towns like you kind of own. What's your territory? And historically, New York, that whole Northeast market, that has been WWE's bread and butter. Like Turner had the South, you know, you had the AWA up in Minnesota and everywhere, but WWE, even after all the territories died out, Turner was still there. They still had the Northeast. The fact that the UBS Arena, which is in Long Island, New York, that is Vince's territory, that's deep WWE territory, and the and the most like the longest running show, weekly episodic show, Raw, mm-hmm. is being outsold by almost double the amount of tickets, over double the amount of tickets, I should say. That is fucking scary if you were a wwe fan if you were in wwe there was a note that vince mcmahon is not happy at all even after they've announced roman reigns look will they end up selling out maybe but the fact that aew selling out quicker than them in that same market just in the same amount of time that shows you that people are more eager to mm-hmm. buy an aew ticket than they are to buy a wwe ticket in your most fervent in your most historically important territory. If I'm Vince McMahon and there's any semblance of competitiveness, any semblance of fire, any semblance to protect what I built, what my dad built, I am I am like going to change the way I do business because obviously it is not reaching the people that I first and foremost promised to always have in my pocket. And I always, I always thought I would have in my pocket. The, the territory that was always under my control is no longer under my control. You have yep. this company in AEW, you have them at your front door, inside your home, at, at, in Queens, doing a bigger show than, they, than WWE would ever do at Madison Square Garden, at least right now. You have them doing that big show. You have them going to Chicago. Chicago is AEW territory. I want no bones about that. They sold out the United Center on a fucking rumor. So if I'm Vince McMahon and I'm seeing this, at what point does your... I know the money is going to keep coming. AEW, they might never beat WWE in the ratings, at least not for now. But you're telling me there's not like a little bit of you? Is your Vince McMahon that's going... No, I'm not letting this happen. Not in my house. Like, like that's what's frustrating for me. It just seems like all this stuff seems to happen. And and the Vince McMahon that, that you and I heard stories about, the Vince McMahon that you and I grew up learning about, he's just not there. He's nah. just not there. The competitive fire is done. He's just it's it's hot shotting the belt. Great. They put the title on Big E. What about next week? They have not thought that far ahead. And that's my problem with this company. And that is why this should be a problem for them. They're cutting. You're telling me you're cutting ticket prices in half $15 for Raw in New York? Come on, man. Yeah, that's that. That's what a problem was. Like, I mean, like you said, you said it, you said it better than I possibly could. Like, he's not hungry anymore. Vince McMahon doesn't have that, oh, I want them to eat shit. I want to. I want to be, be better than everyone. It, it's not the same anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it's. We have these f- great stars. We're going to keep using these great stars, and we're going to make and we're going to make them shine the best we can. But we're not going to do anything super spectacular or super different. And okay, AEW outsells us in our home. Whatever. Like just throw Roman Reigns in it. That'll help, right? No. It's and it's just. 
it's putting a Band-Aid on an old on an old wound and expecting it to, to, to heal. It's not going to happen. And that's honestly, like, part. that's also what makes it so frustrating. The whole point of AEW, the, the whole point that made me excited about AEW, it wasn't just, like, of course, there's this alternative brand that's going to tell wrestling storylines in a logical way and, and put on great matches. Right. But the whole point of it, too, was also, like, fans were excited because, hey, look, WWE is going to have some competition. And when is WWE at their best? Apparently, allegedly, when they have competition. And look, they haven't been putting... The pay-per-views are are pretty good quality. Like, every pay-per-view, I enjoy the WWE pay-per-views. Some There's no stakes, but the matches are good enough. But the shows week to week are getting progressively worse. Raw Man. is a dumpster fire. I I didn't watch Raw for like the past few weeks, like the past like three or four or five weeks. I just like I I, I zoned out of Raw. Everyone was telling me, "Oh, Raw's on a string of good, great episodes," and I was like, "Okay, cool. Let me watch Raw on Monday night." I watched Raw on Monday night, or I rewatched it this morning. Boom! It was like one of the worst Raws I've literally ever seen. It's like actually terrible, but. They've just been putting together the string of terrible shows as AEW gets better. SmackDown is getting worse. Smack like like which is one of the bright spots of WWE. SmackDown is getting worse. I don't even know what to think of NXT 2.0 right now. I still don't know what what to think of it. It just it, it just seems like the exact opposite is happening. Yes, you have Roman Reigns who is the Universal Champion, who is a great thing. Outside of that, what do you have? You have a half-assed Big E WWE title run, which, again, I love Big E. I'm glad he's got the belt. But what's the story? Exactly. And, and what's what happens next week? We, like, it's not, like, see, that it's, again, it's a, not thinking that far ahead. And that's what bothers me. And that's why WWE should be freaking worried because as, as AEW gets better and better and better and puts on these amazing shows, Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson on free YouTube... This. And 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 what do you have? You have Shorty G and 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 Otis? No, no, Trevor, no, no, not not at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but but that's why I feel like he's just not, like you said. I'm, he's not trying anymore. He's just not trying. Is that fire is that not there anymore? Like you're really allowing another company to show. Fan, absolutely fantastic matches on free TV, and you're showing what Drew McIntyre fights someone for the 87th time, or or what what are you fighting? You showing Becky Lynch Lynch's very interesting storyline you have her going through right now? Like, what are you doing? If I told you like three years ago that the independent scene and New and the Japanese wrestling scene had coalesced, and the Mexican wrestling scene had coalesced around one major wrestling promotion, and it wasn't WWE. You'd have told me I was crazy. Yeah, and I still think it's crazy. It's literally what AEW's done, and WWE just again their own bubble. They're putting out good stars. They have a lot of potential. It's just it's W. Here's my. You know what my thing is? WWE for as many resources, money, and talent they have. They should they should have the best wrestling product in the entire world. It should be it should be ten thousand AEWs. It should be ten thousand AEWs is what WWE should be. But they're not even close. It's like I, I put out a tweet th- this week and I said that 
AEW is the best North American wrestling promotion, and it's not even close. That's because it's yeah. true. It's true. It's definitely true. And 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 it's and it's interesting. Like you said, you mentioned something that I I um, was thinking about earlier. Like these indie promotions, like Game Changer Wrestling, for for example, they had Earl <laughs> Suzuki fighting uh, um, John Moxley. Like really, like, and and they also had Mac uh, um, Cordova. Like they, they have they they have all of these stars that were mainstream that are that are competing on their company. And like you're still, still, don't think, hey, you know what? AEW's make is doing good work, and they're actually making a little money and making a little noise. Maybe we should do the same thing. No, not at all. Not like. It, it doesn't even make sense at this point. It's it's actually kind of pathetic to watch at this point. I, it, it is pathetic to watch. It is absolutely pathetic. Yo, what's your GTA rating right now, man? I'm I'm, I'm hearing sirens and helicopters in the background. Oh, I live in DC. Yeah, that's what I. Mean. <laughs> I, mean, I relate. I relate. <laughs> it's just, I was just I was just like, damn. Like, like I would expect like I I would expect it to just go away at one point. I was like, oh damn. Trevor, you... It might be a fire or something. I don't know. Yeah, fire, you know, inter- insurrection. Uh, <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a regular day in the district. Um, <laughs> uh, also a regular day if you hit this like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you know about whenever new videos are released. Let's go to the chat. MK Osborne says, Territories are back and AEW has no problem respecting them and people see that. Instead of killing them, take they take and make... And, Taking made stars like WWF in their heyday with established NWA world class, yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. we'll we'll actually we'll we'll expand on that in a little bit because we have a segment on the NWA, so I so we can talk more in depth about that, uh, um, MK because I, I'm I'm very glad you brought that up because Good on you, MK. Good on because man you. A, the the way AEW has cultivated the independent scene especially during the pandemic which a lot of people don't see is just amazing. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. You yeah, haven't seen it is. Like yep, you haven't seen anything like that, and you haven't seen anything like this channel. So hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever new videos are released. How, how was that one, Trevor? That was my best one. Today. I think that was your best one. I think it was. You know, you mm-hmm. deserve a cookie. I deserve a cookie. Yep. And if you guys want to buy me a cookie, head on over to patreon.com forward slash real take sports. Patreon.com forward slash real take sports and join and become a patron. Support us. Get um, access to exclusive content, including shows that Trevor and I have done that have not made air for better or worse. Oh, <laughs> um, but definitely check that out. Um, Patreon.com forward slash real take sports. To buy me a cookie because I love cookies. Uh, you know what else I love? Competition. And there was some head to head competition between WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage. So let me set the table, set the tone, whatever you want to call it. So AEW, sorry, AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown went head to head for about 30 minutes on TV because SmackDown was being preempted by the World Series. So they went from Fox to FS1. So they decided to add an extra half hour to appease the audience in a way that coincided with the first half hour of AEW. So Tony Khan said, huh, 
All right, checkmate, motherfucker, and and gave us an hour-long pre-show that bled into uh, AEW Rampage that included, it was on YouTube for free, that included a main event of Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson on free TV. What a show that was. 100,000 people watched that at first viewing on YouTube. And then we just got the ratings in for this week. Um, and it was interesting. During the head-to-head here, during the head-to-head 30 minutes televised, Rampage received higher viewership in the crucial 18-49 to 49 demo than SmackDown. According to PW Torch, Rampage earned 328,000 compared to SmackDown's 285,000. And in terms of overall rating, SmackDown still claimed a higher overall uh, figure with get with 878,000 compared to AEW's 602,000. Obviously SmackDown suffered because of the fact that they moved over to FS1 and we understand that we are we understand that. Don't worry, Marks. We understand that. <laughs> um, according to Showbuzz Daily, the two wrestling shows were tied in overall 18 to 49 demo score. SmackDown's overall 18 to demo 49 uh, score was uh, 0.24, as was AEW's. And the category is kind of slightly skewed. Like That's like a weird metric they use. But overall viewership, AEW still beat ramp uh smackdown in 18 to 49 overall as far as numbers uh but trevor there was a lot to unpack there it seems like you look again aew they're not they're not stepping on anyone's turf it seems like every time the talk about war starts to happen it starts with wwe stepping on aew's turf happened with nxt it happened here today what do you make of it um i mean on one hand, you're like, oh, great competition. You know, this is this is fun. This this happened once before. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, normally when uh, Vince has competition, he rises to the top. So far, he has not done that. So it could be a tactic that they're doing, like where, you know, they're just stepping on his toes to try to, you know, take away airtime because they know that they're a, a viable threat. Or it could be just a, you know, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't have to be that serious. It, it could be just, friend, you know, like a friendly jab. But, you know, it, it does seem like every time war is or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, controversies that comes up about war or uh, them competing against each other, it, it normally comes from the WWE side. And I find that extremely interesting and kind of laughable, especially when they're really not doing much to compete. I mean, they're not even doing half of what AEW is doing. So I don't understand why you keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's strange. So I, here's the thing. From a business standpoint, I get it. You want to drum up more interest in your product, right? And WWE, I, I get it. You're on FS1. You're preempted by the World Series. You're pissed off about it. You're trying to gain viewers. So give them an extra half hour. What I didn't get is why didn't WWE just do an extra hour starting at seven and have right. three at three hour SmackDown spectacular? Put Biggie on there. Put just make it a big, make it a super show. You do it every week anyway. So I mean, I just didn't get why they didn't do that, but they decided to go head to head. And I think AEW's response. People want to say, "Oh, AEW, oh look, they're a bunch of marks for themselves." I'm like, dude, 
You gotta come when when someone steps on your turf, you gotta compete, which is again something that Vince McMahon is obviously not doing since AEW is beating him in New York right now. So Tony Khan, AEW said, All right, cool. You want to step on our 30 minutes? We're gonna give an extra hour on free YouTube, not even TV, YouTube. And on top of that, we're also gonna put together a card headline by American top team and Jorge Masvidal kneeing Chris Jericho in the face. So, again, they lost in overall viewership. Yeah, to be expected. But the fact that they are gaining more and more traction in that overall 18-49 to demo, I don't care if SmackDown's preempted by the World Series. I really don't care. Both shows should be doing worse because of that. And SmackDown's on FS1. I grant you, FS1, not a great network. And if the viewership went down from like two point, what was it, two point five million to what it averages out to, to like even down to one million, okay, understandable. It went down to eight seven eight eight hundred seventy eight thousand viewers. That is that's more of a drop than you would expect. So I think they kind of pigeonhole themselves. And again, AEW won that head to head matchup in that thirty minute time period where they were head to head. So. You want to call it a technicality? Call it a technicality. But when SmackDown and Rampage went head-to-head this week, SmackDown, which is an institution for over 20 years, went head-to-head this week, guess what happened, Trevor? AEW beat them in the most important thing, in the only thing that advertisers and companies care about. They were beaten. So that matters, all right? And I, again, people are going to get on the Twitter machine and be like, oh, you little mark for AEW, or you little mark for WWE. Forget about it. You're not really helping them, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not helping them. Also, but you, they can help me by hitting that like button, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, so you can notify whenever a new video is released. But I, I, but but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, even if you, even if you don't like AEW, you have to admit that it's a problem that every time WWE seems to challenge them, AEW seems to get the victory. They do. They definitely do, and it's it's one of those things that like. At this point, you're like, why you keep beating a dead horse? Like, <laughs> like obviously, it's it's still it's still new kid on the block. It still has that that new that new promotion smell. You, that it's interesting, you know. It, it's interesting. It's doing things that no promotion has done in in years. Like the closest thing to that was, uh, uh, like um, was said on the chat, like WWF back in the '80s with the. They're, you know, NWA, and they would bring people over. And, you know, that was that was the closest thing to what AEW is doing. And since no one, especially this generation, has ever seen anything like that, it's interesting. It's interesting. It makes it makes more sense, and it's entertaining. And and that, and that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. And unfortunately, does WWE still entertain? Yes, they do. There are some entertaining matches. There are some segments that I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. But when you watch a show, bro, three hours long, and the and the best part of the show is like five minutes long, and that's it, it's a problem. Oh, and those Randy Orton promos, Trevor. 20 oh, minutes of Randy Orton speaking. <laughs> I know no one asked for this. No <laughs> one. Jesus. Oh gosh. Oh my I I you know what? I might hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that <laughs> notification bell, please. Make me feel better. 
I'm, I'm growing ever frustrated with, with, with the state of, of sports entertainment in this country. <laughs> I might run for office and change something about it. I don't know how I change it if I ran for office, but damn it. I'm, I don't, I mean, I'm running out of options here. I'm running out of options. At least, at least your head, your heart's in the right place. I don't know, man. I, I, how do you fix this? It's so broken. I don't know if there's anything. I don't know if you can fix it, honestly. At this, at this point, I don't know if they can fix it or if they want to fix it. Let's go in the chat. Let's, let's see if someone <laughs> see if someone has some sanity in the chat here. Uh, but let's see. Big Ticket says Vincent WWE tried to jump on Rampage because they thought it was weakened and it backfired miserably. Okay, I want to overstate it. It wasn't. It's not miserable. It's still shocking they got beat. They shouldn't have gotten beat. Like yeah. that's, a, that's here's the thing. That's the premise I'm coming from. WWE is an institution that's been around for, for for over 50, 60, 70 years. They should not have gotten beat by AEW. Not this quickly. That's a problem. And and I recognize that. That is a problem. It should be a problem. Because yeah. look, at the end of the day, that 18 to 49 demo. You guys can spin it in total viewership all you want. Yes, sure, that matters to an extent. But if you're losing to another promotion, to another uh, thing that's the same genre, and 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 the other company, if you're if I'm Fox, right? I paid WWE a billion dollars. TNT is paying, you know, what is it? Um, uh, like two hundred million dollars, three hundred million dollars. I think it's three hundred million dollars over a few years for Dynamite and and Rampage. I'm thinking I'm getting a raw deal. Not gonna lie to you, I think I'm getting a raw deal. You know, and and it's not that simple, right? But it's it's very similar to that effect, I think. So well, I, is, I, I so yeah, you know what? I I wouldn't say miserably, but it backfired for sure. Sophia NYC says AEW always better than WWE. The only thing that's great is NXT UK. Oh, and and they and they might be shutting that down. Yeah, <laughs> I heard them might be ruined that. No, NXT. What Volta is no more. Um, <laughs> Sophia NYC also says, but we will see if AEW can do it Saturday and Friday because back-to-back on Fox. Oh, yeah. No, they're running it back, man. Friday Night yeah. Wars Part 2. It'll be interesting. Um, we might do a little uh, streamy stream, maybe. I don't know yet. We'll, right. we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we yeah, get yeah, there. Okay with that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Trevor... How about this? Let's end this on a good note. What is something you're seeing in WWE right now that you genuinely like? Let's end this on a good note so so WWE fans will get mad at us. Um, they're already pissed at us. Um, they're pissed at me, not you. Don't worry. They're pissed at me. They've been pissed at me for a while, too. Xbox is the greatest wrestler ever. Fuck you. Oh, um, yeah. How, how's the other things going with your your favorite wrestler ever, X-Pac? Haven't seen shit with him. Um... Rightly, you know. Well, you, you saw that thing about him wanting to be in the Royal Rumble, right? I did see that. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said he wants to be in the Royal Rumble. He's he said a lot. He's been vocal, actually. We didn't cover yeah, it. He has been actually. But but he's been vocal for for a while, uh, you know. And he says he wants to have a match with uh with uh who was it? There's some guy from NXT. I think it. Yeah, I forget the name. Um, uh, but, uh, I forgot who it was. It was. Actually, a decent wrestler, too. No, no. Who was it? It was fucking... Um, oh, it was Santos Escobar. He wants the main event of pay-per-view with Santos Escobar. That's right. Which I'm just like, no. No, you don't. No one wants. No one asked for this. No one asked for... Just stick to your podcast, buddy. Stick to your exactly. podcast. No one asked for a botched match by Xbox. Um, but, uh... 
What was I going to say? Oh, good thing. WWE. Um, honestly, what's going on with Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar? It's been entertaining. It has been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a... What the hell? It's been a lot of... Roll <laughs> Tide. It's LaCroix. I know it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. Um, other than that, NXT is getting... Run breaker. I would break your bones. Braun Breaker. He should call, he should have to if you're gonna go if you're gonna call him Braun Breaker, have him wrestle in that ridiculous outfit. Have him go full on Arnie with it. I am Braun Breaker Braun and Bre- I would break your bones. Make him sound completely terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. I am Von Wagner. Yeah, those Von Wagner should come out and you know who his uh who his valet should be, who his manager should be? Who? It should be Alex Wright, Das Wunderkind from WCW, <laughs> man. Like, like, just, dude, I love. I, 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 want, I just want, I just want more. I just want more. Alex Wright is great. It is <laughs> NXT is turning into like a sideshow of a sideshow in sports entertainment, and I just want to go full force with. It. I will watch NXT if it just becomes ridiculous. If oh, already development, no, no, no. Yeah. I want it to be like. No, trust me. Like the the Dexter Loomis stuff is already ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I popped for the whole like condom spot, but <laughs> I popped for that. But I, I will say this as well. I I I forget being developmental. Just just have him go out there every week and just be like, just just make it comedy. Just make it like ridiculous, cheap, uh, camp comedy. I love that. Yeah, it, I mean, if you're gonna. Be terrible, be terrible in great fashion. Broad break, I will break your bones, and then I will Broad break the ratings. Uh, then we will have the, the Wednesday Night Wars part two. We'll break, the, <laughs> we'll break the AEW, and then Miro comes out. I will redeem you. It's like, oh no, break the oh, skit. No. Break the skit. <laughs> I just want to break, not redeem. Break. The, uh, oh, terrible. I love Miro. <laughs> I love Miro. He's <laughs> just like. He just cut, he cut a promo last week. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Like, he's like, I will redeem you. And then I will get redeemed in my, <laughs> in my nuts, in my, in my life. It was so, I was like, whoa. I love you. <laughs> I hope Lana never steps a foot in AEW. No, please not. Just, no, no, no. I hope, like, she's on a different television show doing her thing and all that. And, and and they just keep on making references to her, and then like the other right. company, like they reference. Like I want it to be. Each other. I want the, I want wrestling to have a canon. <laughs> like like I am all about that, man. I'm all about that. <laughs> hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already for daily videos, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever new videos release. Also, buy me a cookie. Patreon.com forward slash Real Take Sports. Let's go to the chat very quickly before we move on. Sophia NYC says, Homer. Omer always gets blamed. Yes, I do. Sofia also says Santos Escobar should have joined his best friend Andrade in AEW. That would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been fun, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm also, I'm not liking what I'm necessarily liking what I'm seeing out of Andrade. Me like, either, honestly. I, I, I uh, maybe, I'm maybe it's just. I mean, look, I'm okay. I'm not hating it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm indifferent to it. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. It's my one nitpick of AEW. I have to, I have to nitpick to find flaws. Well, no, actually, no. no the women's division still problem. Uh, MK Osborne says, like I said, the people who know 
uh, the people know who killed wrestling, and nobody in this day and age it's going to let it happen. No, is going to let it happen again because they tasted the results and it didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vince McMahon killed wrestling, and then wrestling was was one person's vision for the next thirty years. And then AEW comes, and then TNA came along, and they really changed shit. But AEW comes along, and things seem to be changing, and and multiple visions, multiple creative narratives seem to be uh, at, at at the forefront. And people, thing is, there's so much to watch. You're not going to be disappointed by everything. Although, then again, there are fans who hate everything. So I don't know yeah, what to do. There's no pleasing those bastards. No <laughs> pleasing those bastards at all. Again, <laughs> yeah, you. No, not gonna, not gonna do that again. I love you, fans. Hit <laughs> Patreon.com for slash real things. I feel like early on, I got a lot of heat. Now I feel like we're getting mutual. All heat. of the heat. No, all no. <laughs> you do not, bro, bro. I can't respond to people about wrestling uh, on Twitter. It all of oh, the heat. Jesus the Christ. comment section. Half the comments are like uh, YouTube like takes them away because like you know how, like YouTube censors out comments, and and right. for very good reasons. Some people do not have nice things to say about me. That's like quite problematic things to say about me. But it's YouTube. Uh, there. If you have the time, so they to don't com- like me anymore. <laughs> uh, if you have the time to complain about me in in, in your. Like in your comments, section, if you take that time in my comment section to claim about me after watching my video, rent free, baby. Rent free is where I'm living. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Sophia's laughing about the Braun Breaker um, thing. Braun Brick. I will, I will break oh, your bones. Yeah. I'm Braun Brick. Braun Brick will break your bones. <laughs> Jeez. And let's move on. Before I slip into more accents, offend, offend any more people. Offend, I mean, who's that? I don't even know what accent that is. Is that Arnie, Maybe. like Austrian? Well, people, people will find something offensive. That's right. Let's move on and talk about the <laughs> NWA, something we don't get to talk about a lot, Trevor, but I am so happy to be talking about it. Me too. Love NWA. So. The NWA have made a lot of strides in recent years. They got power back up. It's on Fight TV now. Um, Mickey James has come in to kind of be the executive of the women's division. Trevor Murdoch is the NWA world champion, and he had some interesting things to say when he was talking about a potential NWA TV deal. He says, quote, five years, the NWA will be for sure on a major television network. As for me, I see myself at the very least a two-time NWA champion. I'm not going to sit here and try to gloat and say, oh, I'm going to be a world champion in five years, you know. Let's be realistic here, guys. Again, goes back to the NWA being real. What if I had one more, like, bucket list? I would want to find a tag team partner and become the NWA world tag team champion. So a lot of strong words, interesting statements there from the NWA World Champ, World Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch. Trevor, what do you make of this? How realistic is it the idea that NWA could be on a major TV station within the next few years? Well, I mean, let's just be honest. The name alone could get them one. You know, what I mean, like NWA is a is a famous promotion. You know, I mean, unfortunately, uh, years prior it went to obscurity because. Well, it just wasn't getting the push. They weren't have they didn't have the talent that they had back in the day. Uh, it was a, a lot of aspects of it, right? But it's one of those things where you're like, 
you know, it, it's it's possible for it to get back up. I mean, they they had Nick Aldis. They they have good good talent. I mean, they have the uh, the deal with AEW. Um, Trevor Mur- Murdoch, great champion. Never thought I'd say that. Great champion. Um, it's 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 awesome. They're, they're doing a lot of good work. I mean, they just had their first all woman pay per view. Um, I mean, it was they're making they're making a lot of strides to put themselves back in the public eye. And if you keep doing that, you keep signing the talent, you keep, you keep putting out, you know, things that people want to see, you keep, you know, amping things up, you keep your, your, um, your agreement with new Japan and, and with AEW, it's going to help your brand. And what happens when a brand gets bigger, it gets more exposure. And when you get more exposure, you go on TV because you, you can make money off it. So, I, I I don't think that's that's uh, in uh, impossible thought. I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and and I I think so. I think of it a little differently. Yes, you, I think the the name is important. I, I I do think there is like a a a you know a desire out there for a major television company potentially down the line. For something like this, kind of like a niche thing that you could show. I don't know when it. Maybe, maybe they could do it Saturday nights at six oh five. You know, <laughs> like uh, like the old uh, the old uh, the old wrestling time slot there on Turner. But there, there's, you know, I I think there's eventually NWE is going to have some sort of a market. Will I say a major television network? It depends what you think about as a major TV network. You know, but. I will say this. I'm confident that they will be on TV or, or you know, on a major streaming deal somewhere in five years. I, I'm, I can confidently say that because – and it's not only because of Billy Corgan, who – Billy Corgan is – even to the, a normal person who doesn't, knows nothing about wrestling, Billy Corgan is a freaking big deal. This guy is the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. He's made his ways. He's made his connections in the industry, in Hollywell, all that, all, the, all that jazz. So Corrigan can, I think, help bridge the gap there. And once, you know, he kind of proves over time that this is a viable, real thing that has a lot of interest online, a lot of times that's easy to make that transition. Look at what AEW did. Alpha 1 pay-per-view, they get that TV deal, they're in there. So it's not only it's not only possible, I think it's likely that they're on TV somewhere. And I, like I said, there's, I think, a desire for like, this niche sort of, of of wrestling, you know, studio wrestling. The stuff that, you know, um, figuratively, my, my parents and actually my dad kind of watched studio wrestling back in Pakistan. But, you know, studio wrestling with with Harley Race, like, and, and yeah. the way it's presented, it's different. It's, it's, it, it's almost like a caricature of pro wrestling, but it, but it's, but it's like real. I, I don't know how to fully explain it, but. It's exactly what the NWA was and is supposed to be, and I think there will be a market out there eventually. It's just how much are they willing to take, how much are they willing to give, what networks would be interested. I don't can't answer that, obviously, but I think there's a market there. Um, my other question to you, Trevor, is like, man, we, it just seems like it just seems like pro wrestling, and 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 this kind of has the, a little bit to do. This kind of has a little bit to do with what we were talking about earlier with, you know, the talent exchange with with the partnerships between New Japan, right. NWA, AEW, TNA, or sorry, Impact. Um, and it just seems like pro wrestling in general is just 
keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And these partnerships that have been developed over the past year, year and a half are, are a major player in that. So my question to you is, will pro wrestling potentially get even hotter? And why is that? I feel if I feel if if everything keeps going the way it's going, right? And like I like we've talked about weeks on end. Um, we also you also mentioned we talked about it earlier. Pro wrestling is the best it's been, and probably the, the hottest it's been in a very long time. And I honestly credit that to a lot of the indie promotions now. Like a lot of the, a lot of what the indie promotions are doing now, it's I mean it's amazing work. It's amazing stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, AEW has a, has a hand in that as well. But because honestly, I don't think you get um, huge matches like John Moxley and uh, Matt Cardona and uh, um, uh, uh, guys like that at a promotion like GCW. I don't think you get like walk-ins. I don't. I don't. Uh, before AEW, you don't see Nick Gage performing for a, a real a live crowd in front of and for a real promotion like that. You don't see that, and I honestly believe that's in part to the you know the the I guess the olive branch that AEW has has and still has given out to all these other promotions, and the indie promotions to me is what's helping pro wrestling stay hot and become hotter. And as long as indie wrestling is as hot as it is, everything else is going to stay hot too. I don't want to over or or I don't want to understate this at all. I think the talent exchange that we've seen over the past year with AEW Impact and 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 all these and New Japan, all these different companies, has been the most important thing that nobody is talking about really in in pro wrestling. And and I mean, it's been one of the most underlooked things. I I think people don't realize how big of a deal this really is because for the longest time pro wrestling the culture of pro wrestling which has kind of been built by wwe and vince mcmahon through what he did when he and when he basically just rooted out all the territories the culture has been survive like kind of like taz survive if you can or if i let you all that jazz like it's been it's been survival of the fittest and 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 kind of trying to find your niche within WWE's world. And it just seems like all of these companies, by working together, have created a true alternative that lives outside of the WWE universe or, 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 or territory, whatever. It's They're able to stand together on the same plane, which never was really possible before. And, and I, I think people understate how much of a big deal it is because – you're seeing all these companies thrive together. NWA is bigger now because of AEW and their partnership. AEW is getting international recognition because of their partnership with New Japan and, and AAA. You have Impact. Minoru Suzuki is going to be in, on, in Impact Wrestling coming up over the next month. You, like, who would have thought this? And it's all happening. All these things are happening so fast. The door, uh, Forbidden Door, has been shut down. They built a whole commune, and a wrestling commune. That's what we should call it, because that's what it is. And exactly what I, it is. I, you can credit a lot of people with it. You can credit, you know, um, Scott Demore of Impact for, for you know, you know, really agreeing to that partnership. You can, you can credit New Japan for opening that partnership as well. But 
at the end of the day, all of these roads lead to one place, and it's to the desk, the phone, the whatever of Tony Khan. And he does, he won't, and people won't give him credit for it. People will say he's a mark for himself. People will say he gets too excited, and while that might be true, you can't hate on this. You can't deny this. Tony Khan, by doing this, has not only shown that there's pos- the possibility for good faith cooperation in the wrestling industry, but he's shown that there's room for growth for for more than one or two promotions. There's room for growth. There's room for for niches. There's room for for to see this this these dream matches in in these different realms to have GCW and AEW interact to have New Japan and AEW New Japan GCW impact in New Japan which he's not even he's not he's not even really gaining anything from that oh, but not. but that's an offshoot and 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 but it's so but at the end of the day it's exciting it gets eyes on these different products that people r- weren't really watching before and it's great so he gets a lot of flack and to on a certain level we'll talk about in a second i get it but man all of that plus the fact that when when all of the indies when the indie scene was dead during covid and people were not getting paid tony khan literally created another show he created another show in dark elevation he added more things to dark he he helped cultivate and keep a, a bit of the wrestling community alive and, 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 and people fed and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, to, so, so there would be, you know, a little, uh, that, that, a little bit of a, that generation of stars. So there would be a Daniel Garcia and, and, and Dante Martin and, and, and other people, you know, who have kind of come up over the past year during the pandemic era. So he'll get, a sh- he'll get shit for it. I'll get shit for it. I don't care. But Tony Khan is a breath of fresh air. To the wrestling world he definitely is he definitely is and like he helped he helped pro wrestling a lot i'm not gonna sit there and say this cliche oh he single-handedly helped save pro wrestling i'm not gonna say that but he did he did lend a hand he's made it better save, yeah to, to help everyone out so yes Tony Khan is a little money mark who doesn't even know finishing moves. Does he even know sports entertainment? <laughs> no. No. Marks. marks. I love you. I'm mad. All your marks sound like nerds off of our cartoons. Okay. <laughs> Ray Wyatt should have been the lead of the Nexus. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just... It just makes you happy. It's <laughs> my show, my rules. Exactly. My fans, hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell. So I have know. fans too, I think. You, Probably you, not. I know, so, oh, Sophia loves you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so does CC, even though she's not here today, which... Tisk, tisk, tisk. Um, anyway, let's go to the chat real quick um, and talk with MK, who has some insight. He says, quote... I caught championship wrestling from Hollywood last Saturday night on TV. So, yes, I think the smaller ones may be coming back. Um, uh, MK Osborne, a wrestling cooperative is what – oh, is what they have, which means uh, – which makes them all bigger and to have wrestling compete <laughs> with entertainment narrative. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, it's better. It is better for everyone. Sophia says, hey, guys, I'm back. I thought y'all left. We right here. We here. So here, and we're going to steer right into our next topic. And Trevor, 
This is an interesting one. Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. I read your boy. This. Your boy, Eric Bischoff, was uh, yeah, the gu- sun's out. Guns out, baby. Shooting on Tony Khan this week. It was... He's going right for the jugular, too. We'll talk about Leo Rush <laughs> in just a second. But, man, Tony Khan, uh, he, he got got by, by Eric Bischoff. So, Eric Bischoff called out Tony Khan for basically being a mark. And, and this is my interpretation of his words. He said about Khan, and Khan's been active very much so on Twitter to kind of give context. He's been active right. on Twitter. He's been calling out WWE a lot, especially after WWE kind of, uh, you know, stepped on the 30 minutes of Rampage last week. He put, he's been tweeting the numbers, retweeting the numbers of them beating them. He's been, he's been really hyping it up. And look, one could say he's a hype man and and he's hyping up his product, which is good. Eric Bischoff would disagree. He said this uh, on his podcast, quote, if Tony Khan were to call me and ask for advice, here's what it would be. Shut up and wrestle, dude. Just put out the best product you can. You've proven you can. Focus on that. Now this is weird coming from me, right? The guy who challenged Vince McMahon, the guy who gave away their finishes. But here's the difference. I was actually competing with them. I was going head to head Real head-to-head. Like, my show started at the same time their show started every week. Bischoff went on to say, and another thing, and another thing. (laughs) Tony (laughs) comes out and says, we're at, Tony comes out and says we're at the 1996 stage of WCW and going, and not going to make the same mistakes. He says, Tony, you're inventing some, some of the mistakes, brother, by counting, by coming out and coming out there and constantly comparing yourself and deriding your competition you but not having the willingness I almost said balls the willingness to say okay let's go head to head let's really compete let's see who can get whose market share that's real competition so I'm a little disappointed in the rhetoric I'm hearing out of Tony as well as some of the talent this here's the kicker man shut the fuck up until you actually competing and you're actually competing favorably, by the way. Pew, pew, pew! Eric Bischoff shooting at Tony Khan. Trevor, <laughs> what are your reactions to Eric's comments? And are they fair or foul? Hmm. You know, I think he said it best. Like, I'm the guy who... <laughs> who uh, let results go through, you know, like, I mean, truthfully, it was a different time. They were competing. They were, um, but I still don't, you know, change. That still doesn't change the fact that what he did was kind of, uh, asshole move. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's getting on Tony for no reason at this point. I, partially it, it has some, it, some of what he said has some substance, but for the most part, it's not holding water. I honestly believe Tony at this point is, and, and this is who Tony Khan is. Tony Khan has been this way since day one. Tony Khan likes to poke the bear. He likes to have fun. He likes to say things. Like, that's what Tony does. He has fun. I think he rubs Jim Cornette and Eric Bischoff the wrong way because of the fact that he 
especially Eric Bischoff. But the fact that he is kind of lackadaisical, he is having fun with it. And he, I mean, maybe he shouldn't have, shouldn't make some of the comments he makes, but I mean, who is Eric Bischoff to really comment on any of that? <laughs> You're the same guy. Like you've done the same thing, dude. Like, I mean, and probably less classy than, than Tony did. So I, I honestly think he needs to lay off. Yeah. So I kind of agree with you with that. There's, is there some substance in, in what Eric's saying? Very minuscule amount of substance in what Eric's saying in that, mm-hmm. okay, maybe pokes the bear one too many times and it can get, you know, a little like, okay, come on, Tony, what are you doing? But here's the thing. And, and here's the thing that I think Eric Bischoff doesn't realize. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't pay attention to. Right. Wrestling fans care about this shit for better or worse. A lot of times it's worse, but wrestling fans care about it. They care about ratings. They love the drama. They love the the showmanship. And that is what wrestling is at its core. It is showmanship. And that is what Tony Khan understands. He's got his his finger on the pulse of his fan base, especially the fan base that spends money. You want to keep that fan base keep coming back to TV, you want to keep them buying tickets, you want to keep them buying merch, you lean into them a little bit, which again, something a lot a, a lot of people were saying a few years ago, we wish WWE would kind of lean into what the fans were talking about a little more, you know, right. like, what the fuck, the bump? Like, oh, give me a break. Like, but, but, but to say that, come on, to say that, that Tony Khan doesn't have the balls to go head-to-head with WWE, yeah, dude, dude, he's a, he's a start, it's a startup wrestling company. Yeah, you're telling me a startup wrestling company that was built for that was built for a television with only build up to internet, like with only internet build up, was was going to go head to head, and that was a good idea. No, he's smarter than no. that. Tony Khan's smarter than that. He's creating his own. He's creating his own time slot on his own basis. And what's WWE doing? They're stepping on his toes every single chance they get. They're the ones. WWE are the ones, people, who wanted to go head-to-head with NXT. You know, AEW, they already had their contract. They already had their time slot. They already had their day. WWE wanted to do that on a weekly basis. And guess what? It failed, and they lost. They got run out of their own. They got run out of somebody else's house. And it became permanently AEW's house. All right? So Tony Khan understands this. He's learned this over the past year. Now... Does that mean that he doesn't do it too often? He does it a lot more than even I would like. Sometimes I look at him and I'm just like, all right, Tony, come on. But at the end of the day, man, it's harmless. It is so harmless. People want to make a big deal and find the if the, here's my thing. If this, if this is your biggest concern with AEW, if this is it, one, dude, you like. Okay, cool. One, oh, cool, cool. Then that means there's, there's like absolutely that means because you know there's nothing wrong with the wrestling. If this is the worst thing you can oh, say no. about about AEW, that's a great thing because this is harmless fun that really doesn't do much. I, I mean, if anything, it hypes up the product, it hypes up your most fervent fans, and exactly. gets them ready to watch next week and gets them hyped to watch, which is exactly what as a promoter you should do. And it's sportsman or it's it's showmanship, like I talked about. But this is harmless. Is I don't know. If this were 1996, Eric, you might be right. But here's yeah. the thing that that I think Eric Bischoff doesn't understand: things change, brother. Things change. All right, Hulk Hogan is no longer a face; he is a forever heel now. Exactly. This is in 1996. Exactly. WCW is dead, and it's dead because of a lot of the decisions, brother, you made. And look, 
I'll say this, and that people might hate me for this. AEW is putting on as a wrestling product, pure in-ring product, much better than anything WCW ever oh. was under Eric Bischoff. Hands All right, now. and look, this is not a Barry Eric Bischoff segment. Although I did bury him right there, but this is not supposed to be a Barry <laughs> Eric Bischoff segment. Like this is, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to get to the core of, of, of this. You know, I think, I think Tony Khan has made the best decisions to advertise his product, to hype up his product, and that's all this comes down to. And he's a fan. At the end of the day, he's a fan. And you know what? To an extent, from one fan to another. I'm glad he's excited about his product because if he's exactly. not excited, why the fuck should I be excited? I feel like that's exactly. logical, right? I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a logical you know, statement. Like, if he, if his, if his product is doing well, invest his money in it. Why not be excited? It's an exciting time of wrestling. Like, and he and his promotion are part of the catalyst. They're helping. And this is this is exciting to be a part of. Like, why not be excited? Why not do some shit? Like, leave him the fuck alone. Go back to '96 and ruin WCW again. Leave, 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 leave. Talk about uh, talk about what went wrong in WCW and TNA on your podcast, like you always do, Eric. Come on, exactly. Come on, brother. Actually, no. You know what? I don't even want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eric. That was that was a low blow. I shouldn't have said that. Like I we I actually do like and respect you, but come on, like you can't. Like shut up and wrestle. Oh come on, you sound like a boomer there. You sound like a boomer, bro. Like come on, bro. Come on, bro. It's yeah, it's reductive. It's I don't I I it just again finger. Here here we go. I'm Eric Bischoff. Finger, pulse. Yeah, it's not on it. Not on it. You know who is on it. All the 10 people who have hit that like button, and hopefully, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Guys, if you haven't hit that like button, that is the best and most immediate way to help out. Hit that like button so people, more people see the podcast, more people see the channel, and all that kind of jazz helps out the algorithm. Also, subscribe if you haven't hit that notification bell. And if you want to help me uh, and, and Real Take Russell Talk compete with ad-free shows and Eric Bischoff over there, Head on, head on over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash real take sports and, and, and become a patron and, and help me take down the evil Eric Empire. Exactly. Like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up until you're actually competing. Shut the fuck up. That was, that was so bold, stupid. Bold, bro. Holy bold. fuck. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When you did compete, all you did was karate kicks. <laughs> called out Vince McMahon on his show. Come on. He literally he went on TV and called out Vince McMahon on his show. Like, come on, dude. You, it's it's so not. It is like it's actually worse. You went on live TV and like openly. Yeah, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's ro- I can just roll my eyes. It's like my instant reaction. I just roll my eyes. It's just. I I expected better. I expected better from Eric. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it's I just... I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. You know who I expected a lot from? Sophia and MK in the chat, and they did not disappoint. They were on it. Yeah. I sent some fire chats here. Sophia. 
picking up where we left off uh, when we ended, it says, I love Trevor. So, yes, you do have fans, Trevor. You... Hey, I got one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she also says that I think Roe Rush could be signed to NWA and AEW. Potentially, potentially. Huh? Here we go. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> the Eric Bischoff comments are here and there. Yes, it is great. <laughs> here we go. Sophia NYC says Eric Bischoff is Vince McMahon. Kisser. Something kisser, but it's no, it's, a, it's not a surprise. We all know Tony Khan kicked him out of AEW for a good reason last year. Oh, yes. potentially. I don't know. I, I don't know. Allegedly, I don't know. allegedly. I don't know. I don't know nothing about that confirmation, but allegedly. Um, <laughs> MK says, agreed, Sophia, 100%. Sophia says, Khan would never call up, called up Bischoff, uh, and Second off, Eric isn't the person that Scott Demore wouldn't end up calling. Ah, oh, yeah. MK also says Eric was nothing in AWA. Who <laughs> worked for WWF weaseled his way to WCW. <laughs> Not all of that is inaccurate. Here's what I will say in defense of Eric Bischoff. It sometimes you Sometimes you got to hustle. You got to hustle to get ahead. I I, yeah. I get that. I get that. All right. I'm not going to hate on that completely. I get that. It's what you do with the opportunity that defines you. And oof. he did some good stuff. He did some bad stuff. Yeah. Um, horrible but he, stuff, but yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, Sophia says people like Eric don't care about ratings, but Khan and Scott Demore do. And you know what Impact Wrestling last week was pretty good. Hey, they probably were. They probably were. And I'm sure the, the 2,500 people on Twitch w- were also very happy. Speaking of which, I want to first of all, completely has nothing to do with wrestling. I want to thank the over 2,500 of you who tuned in last night to the, uh, our, our live coverage of the Monday Night Football game. Big shout out to all y'all. Big shout out to the 2,500 people who did that. Even though it was only an hour long, and then I got food poisoning in the middle, midway through the show. Oh, did you really? You got it? I didn't know it was midway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I had my my uh, my my co-host, my co-host. By the way, the longest running co-host in Real Take Sports Talk history. Uh, uh, Andrew Hohenstein, big shout out to the whole who held it down while I was puking for like 30 minutes. Uh, big shout out to Andrew there. Um, but yeah, thank you. And we'll hope, and I will hopefully see you guys on Thursday and Andrew will too. We'll, 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 we'll run it back on Thursday night football. Anyway, back to wrestling. <laughs> I just had to get that. In. I just remember, remember that. I had to get that. Um, here we go. Sophia just, just, oh my God, here we go. Sophia's just laying it in now. Who let Eric Bischoff out of the nursing home? Someone please put him back in his bed. <laughs> Eric sounds like a big sellout hater that Vince would say. <laughs> Vince McMahon fired Eric Bischoff after like three weeks of being executive director, like producer or whatever of SmackDown. Like MKO, MK Osborne with laughing emoji. Sophia says 1996. Laugh. Not 1996. Laugh. Shots fired. Eric Ain't been popular since Stone Cold Stunner and roasted him on WWF. Yes, I remember my dad. To, I remember my dad told me a story about Eric Bischoff trying to buy Barry. Sorry, buying ECW. That didn't happen. I can tell Omar got mad at Eric tonight. I did get mad. I love you, Eric, but man, come on, that was a yeah, shit. Was... We all know it. Um, finally, MK says he was a focal point in WCW, then in TNA too. Same results. Both went hell fat. Yeah. Yeah, 
Oh my god, he they ruined TNA. Like, like that's the thing. It is. They ruined. They legitimate Eric Bischoff. The, it wasn't him personally. And look, that thing was probably gonna fail anyway. But he, ooh, but they, yeah. they, they, they made it fail way faster than it probably should have. My yeah, opinion, as a wrestling fan, as someone who who watched the product, all right, as someone who watched the the, the shittiness just get shittier and shittier. I love, <laughs> I loved Curry Man and Shark Boy. Where was Curry Man and Shark Boy in 2010? That could have single handedly saved that company. Instead, what do I get? <laughs> Instead, what do I get, Trevor? I get, I get a brother, 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 brother and a squares, a squared ring, and and brother, brother, brother burying everyone in the company. It was. Man, fuck TNA. Um, <laughs> Shark Boy was great, though. I like Shark Boy. Bro, Shark Boy, if you're out there, bro. Shell, yeah, bro. I want to. Th- that's a dream interview right there, Shark Boy. His, his whole uh, Austin, uh, his whole, like, gimmick. It was good. It was, it was actually. It was might so have been one good. Of the, it one was of, so good. I think it was the best impression gimmick ever. Him and uh, Black Machismo. Black Machismo was Ooh. good, too. Oh. Yo, TNA, hey, if there's one thing TNA knows, it's how to rip off someone else's gimmick. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Uh, and Sophia will round us out in this round of chat saying that AJ Styles hated Eric Bischoff. Uh, yes, he did. So I think we're going to have about – so we got one more segment officially. Then we're going to have about, like, you know, a, a few minutes of, like, uh, of time um, to fill. So – if you guys have any questions, put them in the chat. Uh, here, I'll even type this out. Trevor, oh, say yeah. something. Something. <laughs> man, I... Man. <laughs> man. <laughs> Trevor, you are so disappointing sometimes. <laughs> eh, I hear that a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, cool. There. Anyway, like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That's all you had to say. Um, <laughs> we'll get me enough time. I can't. I'm. I'm. I. My brain doesn't work so that I could like multitask. Like I can't type and talk at the same time, Trevor. You gotta know that about me, my. That sounds man. like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know what? <laughs> this is. You know what? This is my. This is back to being my show. <laughs> Goddamn Eddie. diva. Yeah, I am. Uh... Love you, Omar. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go. Let's go to our last topic of the show. Um, I love how I said I'd be low energy today. <laughs> I think we pretty high energy today. Yeah. Man, I just, just no, man, wrestling, wrestling gets me hot. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this, guys. This was interesting. So Leo Rush. Yes, Leo Rush of AEW says he wants to be AEW's first ever African-American world champion. Speaking with Forbes, Rush talked about the importance of representation in wrestling. And in doing so, he revealed that he it's his dream to be the first AEW world champion of color. Um, he said, quote, I've had some ups and downs in my career. I've shown time and time again that I'm not someone who's going to just lay down and give up on my passion and my dreams. I think that's a good role model just in life. Wrestling aside, to see someone like myself move that move the way that I have in life and inspire the people who look like me is a beautiful thing. I want to be that. I want to be that for everybody, and I think I can be that. I think I have the mic skills. I think I have the in-ring capability. I think I am pretty. I, I'm a pretty personable and likable person. I think I'm real. I think I'm honest. 
this is a glass panel right here. I don't think I I don't hold anything back and I think that's what a champion is and I want to be the first African American world champion in AEW. Some very strong words yeah, man. Awesome. and and some and hey, that was a truth bomb right there by Leo Rush. What? All right, so let's talk about it. What do you think about these comments? And and could he be? Could he end up being the first ever African American AEW World Champion? I mean, let's be honest. There are some some great you know African Americans in W in uh, AEW. I think Leo Rush is quite possibly one of the talent, most talented. I I would love to see him go and go for a run and uh, as uh, AEW champion. Like I, I I mean Leo Rush is a great talent. I mean, he gets he gets a lot of flack. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves, I think. But Leo Rush and his time in the Indies, and if you if you have not seen a lot of his runs and like MCW and like a lot of places like that, please check him out. He is great. He's a very talented guy. He's from DC. Check him out. He's very good. Um, yeah, I mean that would be great to see. Leo Rush is a champion, even if it even is a, a TNT champion or something like that. But honestly, I think if you give him the right push and Leo Rush is one of those guys that doesn't need a whole lot of push. I mean, because like thanks to his his work in the Indies and his work over in New Japan and things like that, he has a, a fan following and people who know Leo Rush know Leo Rush. And they're going to and they're going to, you know, they're going to want him to see him over. So I think that's that would be a great idea. And and I don't disagree with anything he said. You remember when we were talking about Montez Ford earlier, and we said, you know, Montez Ford has, you know, the the raw ability to be a main eventer, you know, in, right. in some time. Le- right. Leo Rush has all of that raw ability put together with impeccable promo ability, with. Mm-hmm. An even better in ring style, even better in ring understanding of in ring psychology at, at a very young age. The dude's only like twenty six years old, right? And I think he is honestly a finished product. I think Leo Rush is a finished product. Who maybe can he get a little better when? It, of course, he can get a little better when he wrestles people like Kenny Omega and and, and all these people on a weekly basis. Yes, he's going to get even better. But I think what we've seen from Leo Rush is is just. I, it's just waiting to pull that trigger. It is just like yeah. it's all there put together. We are just waiting for for everything to go off. And I love the fact that they're not they're not you know they're not just jumping right into it. You know that that's propensity we've seen in wrestling. You just jump right in things unexpectedly. It is a build, and I think Leo Rush is going to have the ability to show people, prove all the people that said he can't do it after he got cut from WWE, all that stuff. He's gonna go out there and show people what he's really made of when when he's you know out there with top flight, and absolutely. who knows, man? We could I can't see- wait to see that. I, I think that's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows? We could see a we could see a potential run where Leo Rush is the world champion, top flight are the tag team champions, and they're just like the dominant faction in AEW. And that I'm telling you, if you you want to talk about representation, that would mean a big deal not only for representation. For for you know you know obviously African Americans, but man, the next generation of of pro wrestling, Leo Rush, I think, could be the potential face of that next generation yeah, in AEW. He definitely could. Like he like, de- like he he's could. like I I can't overstate. He has it all, and he's well rounded. Tony Khan obviously likes mm-hmm. him, and he has a really good relationship with Tony Khan because 
Remember, Leo Rush last year, he was a joker. He retired for a little bit. Tony Khan's the one who was like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. Like, and it was like in a nice, it was like, hey, it's okay. You take your time. You come over whenever you're ready. And I think he really appreciated that. And now we're seeing him back cutting these amazing vignettes backstage. And, you know, I, I'm just waiting to see him wrestle. I am just waiting to see him wrestle in the ring so I can be proven right and I can enjoy this ride with him. And I genuinely hope he becomes the first ever uh, African-American a uh, world champion in AEW. I genuinely hope because it, it would just be perfect on so many levels. I talked about, you know, the representation not only of of of, of, of race, but also like of the, this young new era. Oh, God, what a trope in pro wrestling. New era. <laughs> The new era. New era. No, but but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I I, I think that would be great overall. Yeah, I, I think so too. It, it'd be great for wrestling, and it'd be great for you know, like you said, representation and AEW all the way around. Like Leo Rush is a guy like you like we said before that it got no credit and got no respect for being dropped from WWE, and he he wasn't used right. He shouldn't have been to two hundred five live. Like he he honestly is. A very, very cult. He's already he's been pretty cultivated anyway. He's already a very good talent, very strong talent. Straight on the mic, he you know he, he, most of what he does is money. I just can't wait to see him, you know, evolve more in AEW. Absolutely, and hey, hopefully we'll see something soon. I mean, Dante Martin and him have already aligned on on Dynamite, so hopefully yeah. we'll see something. Anyway. Yeah, let's go to the chat. We have some we have some uh, statements, news. Again, qu questions, guys. Put them in now. Qu statements, put them in now. Let's wrap it up with a bang here today. That's a good, uh, that's a good Sophia, one. Sophia in the chat says, Omar, can you interview my girls, the beautiful people? I would love to interview the beautiful people. Absolutely love to interview the beautiful people. Um... Here we go. Is there any updates on Wyndham Rotunda? It changes on the daily. Like some yeah. some days you're hearing impacts, the other days you're hearing Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know what that means? A whole lot of nothing. Absolutely. A whole lot of nothing. All right. Well, I I, I think we'll, we'll it'll be more clear at the end of October when the non-compete is officially up. I think it'll be more clear. Um. So Sophia also says, I see Powerhouse Hobbs being the first one before Leo Rush. I, I am MK Osborne also agrees. I think that that very well could be true as well. I, I yeah, think, that, you know, that doesn't mean Leo Rush won't be. But but I think, you know, Hobbs has been around longer. He Tony yeah. Khan. I think, you know, he, he's pushed him. He's invested a lot with him. Um, he's been getting a lot. He just wrestled a match at, at Grand Slam with Punk. You know, he he's getting a lot of airtime with Team Taz. So and, and he's got the ability. Look, that's not just he's got the ability. I think he's a he's they don't call him powerhouse house for nothing. He is a powerhouse, a brick house. That man is built like like chiseled out of granite. So who knows? I, we could be. Um, Sophia says, check out Leo Rush versus Myron Reed's match at MLW. One of Great the best match. matches. Man, Great Myron, match. we're getting a Myron Reed shout yeah. out. Shout Great out match. to Injustice. Shout out I to Oliver. Shout out to Myron Reed. Man, we're getting, right. an injustice. Yeah, I, I, we're getting an injustice. I did not see that. But oh, you didn't see it? Check that match out. It's I, I'm going to check match. it out. I'm going to check it out. I, I, I didn't right even know these two wrestled. I love Myron Reed. Mm -hmm. um, and Khan should, should bring in Myron Reed. Uh, to challenge Leo Rush for the TNT title, I man, that could be interesting down the line. That could be interesting. Be interesting. Be. I'm not sure what a MLW and AEW's relationship is, but MLW's mm. getting getting on TV. I'm sure they would want to yeah, work sure with would. them. Would. 
Uh, let me get Adam Cole versus Leo Rush on Rampage main event this Friday, Con. Good one. Ooh, that would be a good one. Totally, totally, totally. Trevor, what are you looking forward to in this week in wrestling the most? Uh, you can I even talk. I'm, you can even talk about name redacted if you want. Just redact I, that I name. Care about name redacted? To be honest with you, <laughs> Thursday afternoon wrestling special, baby. <laughs> it's gonna be like, dude. It's gonna be, oh like, it's gonna be like one p.m. on the on the West Coast when Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar take the the, the ring. They're like what the hell? It, it's yeah. I don't really care about that. Um, I just you know I'm interested to see what what uh what happens even on SmackDown and. And you know, see what what um, AEW comes up with too. I gotta get back and check out some more of my uh, my indie promotions. I haven't been haven't been on the ball lately. I'm missing some things, so gotta go check out uh, go check out GCW. Seen someone get like murdered in the ring. Yep, that sounds like a Friday night. <laughs> Speaking of a fun night, hey, you remember that time? Because I, I, I don't think I, I, Sophia's kind of new here. Sophia's kind of new. MK Osborne's kind of new. They might not know some of your wild stories. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you spin a yarn real quick? Trevor has that I've already told or a new one. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Whatever you want to tell, man. Whatever you want to tell. Whatever you um, want the people who don't know nothing to know. Tell us one of your amazing wrestling stories from your time, <laughs> from your time, well, your well, age in wrestling. <laughs> Oh, something uh, I saw or just something that actually has happened? Why don't you tell the Eddie Kings? Tell the Eddie Kingston story. That's what I'm getting at here. Tell the Eddie Kingston story. Oh, that's the one you want to hear? Okay. Yep. (laughs) Once, uh, here we go. Once upon a Trevor. (laughs) Because there was another one where, um, what was his name? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. When I remember that one, I'll tell you that one too. But um, for a later day. For a later day. The, The Kingston story was funny. All right. So. We went to um, it was it was RH yeah it was RH I be, I was confused if it was RH or Chikara, but it was RH and um we and it was Eddie Kingston in a tag team with someone this is when Eddie Kingston was like three times the size he is now and um he and uh they were wrestling and you know everyone and honestly it was it was a shit match honestly it, it wasn't a great match like you hear me. Okay, Eddie. Eddie didn't didn't perform the greatest that night, and um, so of course, me being the heckler I am, I, I heckled. It kind of heckled him a little bit, and I think I called him like a fat version of fat, a fatter version of Fat Joe. I believe that was the the comment I said, which was insulting because well, Fat Joe you, was fat. You you said this to the face of Eddie Kingston <laughs> in the <laughs> event. Was, <laughs> so where I was sitting, so this is the the ring, and I was sitting like the second row, and it, a whole bedlam broke out. It was uh, uh people were throwing chairs in the ring because it was a hardcore match, whatever. And so I said this to Eddie and his buddy, and um, so Eddie heard me, of course, and Eddie goes, "What'd you say?" It starts. It starts saying what you said, and of course, I'm an ass. I repeated it. My buddy uh, who was with me, Chris, he, he grabbed me because, <laughs> like, well, first off, and I'm like, thank you, Chris. Thank you for giving me that much credit. This man can floss with me at this time. <laughs> like, I was like in my early to I was early to mid twenties. I was like a hundred, like 
foot 70 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> and like he would have broken me in half and sold me as a jigsaw puzzle. Like he really would have. And so I was like, okay, Chris, yeah, grab me back. That, that looks better that way. <laughs> and Eddie's talking all this trash and like coming closer to the um to the guardrail. And uh I reach for a chair, like this is actually real wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> and, then, and then so so my buddy Chris, who's not really the co- confrontational guy, he's trying to kind of simmer the situation down. I'm the the mouth. I talk shit. I'm saying fuck you. That's why you're fat and all this other shit, and just pissing him off even more. <laughs> and um. And at this point, he wants to cave my head in. He definitely does. Naturally. And, um, and, and, and he, you know what? I kind of deserved it. <laughs> um, but no, like, and then, like, his buddy got to put, like, the guy, his manager or whatever pulled him off. And um, my buddy pulled me back, and I was upset or whatever, calmed me down, whatever. But um, I've had an issue with Eddie ever since then, but I think I have, have uh, said once on this show, I have no problem with Eddie Kingston. I like the work he's doing in AEW. And uh, good on you, Eddie. And I'm pretty sure if you're out there, I'm pretty sure you don't remember that shit. But yes, I'm that kid. <laughs> so hold on. I just thought of this. I've heard this story before, but I just thought of this. Eddie Kingston, mm. one of the most dangerous, one of the most hardcore. Like, like, like this is this is this is like a the dude would literally like 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 fight you right then and there, right? And he, and he almost did. He, 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 he has fought fans before. <laughs> so he's up in your grill after you're you start talking shit to him. Not only do you, not only do you continue to talk shit, your instant reaction is to grab a chair. I never like, said I was is, smart. Like, <laughs> like, bro, bro, it's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> I never said I was smart. (laughs) Clearly. At this point, I was pissed off. He was pissed off. It's two pissed off adults. I mean, (laughs) I was was pissed off the match with shit. Eddie was pissed off. There were like three people watching it. And I was fighting with half of them. No, I mean, we were both pissed off. So if a fight, fight broke out, like, I mean, I can handle myself, but this is Eddie fucking Kingston. <laughs> it probably, like, break me in a thousand pieces, like I said before, and so many jigsaw buttons. One day we're going to have Eddie. <laughs> I, I'm going to make it my mission. We will have Eddie Kingston on this show. We are going I to wonder have... if he remembers that. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. We are going but... to have Eddie Kingston. We're going to have a wonderful conversation with him. Like, absolutely amazing conversation. Then the last question I'm going to ask him before we send it all, like, last two minutes, I'm like, hey, yo, so you remember when this motherfucker almost fought you? <laughs> you the chair just completely ruined the entire vibe. <laughs> no, like, like, it all jumped aside. I, at one point, I didn't like Eddie. But, like, honestly, I think... Um, he's gotten he his in ring work has gotten so much better. You have he has grown on you, like because I remember like last year Revolution time, you were just like, oh man, Eddie Kingston, this, this freaking guy, like yeah, <laughs> you, like, like like, but you can totally see like the the tone has been turning over the that last year by Eddie Kingston. He, he's, he's grown on me. He's definitely he's gr- definitely grown on me. And I mean, 
How could he not? Like, he's much better in the ring. He's so much better in the ring than he was years ago. His promo work is so is so good. It's money. I love what him and um, Moxley are doing. It's, hey, you know what I mean? I, gonna, can I think I'm gonna, honestly say. I, think I'm gonna I clip, like it. I'm going to clip this and title it, That Time I Almost Fought Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, oh, That Time I Almost Died. <laughs> that's that time. That time. Can you imagine, like, like I don't know where a homicide comes out of the back, and then you got, <laughs> you got a real problem. Because the age of the fall was there, so like, <laughs> shit. Oh my god, Moxley's back there too. You just be fucked. Like, you were, you were. You, I was dead. You could have called your best friend Nick Gage, though. You could have called your best friend. Nick <laughs> you were. No, I didn't go to the Nick Gage show. That uh, that was before the Nick Gage show, actually. Oh yeah, the Nick Gage show. Uh, well, that's a quick story. He, he he almost watched. He he watched Nick Gage die. Yeah, that literally, was, literally die. The, the ones that have seen it. I mean, and everyone's probably tired of hearing this, but the ones that saw the um the uh was a Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, that match. Where he yeah, you were like, died. no, no, no. Trevor's like reaction to when that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. He's like, oh shit, there I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. <there. laughs> I was like, I'm on that side. That's like, hey, fucking crazy. It's like, Mama, I'm on dark side of the ring. I made it. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm on that side of the ring. I remember that. The dark side of the ring. That's the where my car was. Over there. The ultraviolet. Trevor Sutton. <laughs> anyway. And DJ Hyde's parents' backyard. It's over there. <laughs> the hot dogs weren't shit. <laughs> Dude, it amazes me that his parents have that much fucking land. Dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Not gonna say that. Um. Anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um. I, I think. I think we've. I think we've. Uh, we've exhausted this. Sophia is sending laughing emojis. I, I'm. 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 I'm sure she's enjoyed this show. I've enjoyed it. It's this made me forget about the fact I that I am, good. in fact, still under the weather. Mazel tov, everybody. Anyway, guys, ladies, gentlemen, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on Real Take Wrestle Talk. You can find Trevor on Twitter at Trevortainment at T R E V E R T A I N M E N T at Trevortainment. You can find me on Twitter at Omer Q Show O M E R Q Show. You can find us. All the info about Real Take Sports at Real Take Sports on Twitter, at Real Take Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram. Just go to the Twitter. It's the easiest way. It's where I post the most often. Also, again, hit that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe, hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Keep the conversation going on Twitter and everywhere else. And if you're feeling generous, you want to buy me a cookie, (laughs) patreon.com forward slash Real Take Sports. Thank you, everyone, so much. Sophia is going to round us out. Um, are we watching Chucky series tonight? What is Chucky I, series? Oh, what it's is- the it's a series, you know, Child's Play, the Chucky. It's a series based on that movie, and it's actually not bad. I watched oh, I, it. Like- I, I, I thought we'd cancel John Gruden. <laughs> I think John canceled himself. <laughs> oh, <I think laughs> yeah, yeah, no, bro. That's just but, a- yes, Sophia, I'm, I'm watching it. Cancel culture strikes again. Like, he's fucking barking. <laughs> Colby Covington is the savior of America. It's Christmas. Blended. Colby <laughs> Snowflake Colby. I said it. Snow. I'm go- 
Bro, if I see Kobe Covington face to face, I don't care. He go, he will whoop my ass. I know he will. I'm gonna go up to him and be like, call him Snowflake Covington to his face. Just duck. That's all. Just duck. <laughs> uh, Snowflake Covington. Oh, oh, wait. Snowflake Covington. And then, I'll, and and then I like scare him away with his kryptonite. Ah, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate you. Oh, it's supposed to, so does half the people that follow this channel now. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you haven't already, hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell, follow us on Twitter, all that chat that I've already done. Uh, but Trevor, parting thoughts. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Let's do it again next week. Perhaps too much fun. We'll see if we make it to next week. <laughs> Until then, keep it real.